Let's talk about a movie that kind of is an anomaly in what would say the modern world of blockbuster, the Avatar series directed by James Cameron. We got two movies to talk about, 13 years apart, so much to discuss. So let's talk about the cast and crew. Relative unknowns sprinkled throughout. I'll certainly talk about that. Sam Worthington is the lead in the first Avatar film as Corporal Jake a, Sully. I have a fun fact about the cast I might have one there. too. But do you go Matt Damon? It was originally going to be Matt Damon. Exactly. Matt Damon was offered 10% of the box office growth. Insane. Which was that, $100 million? No, it'd be $290 million. Yeah. Because he'd keep getting, for the re-release, he'd get more and more. So Cameron actually... Cameron actually cast Worthington after a worldwide search for a promising young actor, preferring relative unknowns to keep the budget down. Worthington, who was living in his car at the time, auditioned twice early in development, and he was signed on for potential sequels. Cameron also felt that because Worthington had not done a major film, he would give the character a quality that is really real. That's a why would you say that? (laughs) That's a for for one of the greatest directors of our time, saying the phrase "really Really real" real is is just pitiful. I do not enjoy Sam Worthington interviews. I don't find him to be like a I don't I don't find him to be like a, a compelling actor or like a really um you know like a really like I like even in this movie I would like the first avatar I rewatched it and he was like every time he'd get mad you could hear that he was Australian. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you picked up on that. I didn't. But if you really listen, he's yeah, Oh yeah. He's screaming and it's just like he sounds so like out Cuz he he sounds like Mason from Call of Duty Black yes. Ops cuz he is Mason no, he is. from yes, Call, he I know is. he is Mason from Call of Duty Black Ops. But he's he al- Mason. Cameron also said he has that quality of being a guy you'd want to have a beer with, and he ultimately becomes a leader who transforms the world. Anyway, we'll Sorry, keep moving on. I was thinking about Mason clips now. <laughs> I think about the, n- <laughs> the numbers, Mason. <laughs> uh, also, it's Zoe so Zaldana <laughs> as Natiri, Stephen Lang as Colonel Myrel Quaritch. So Lang good. had unsuccessfully auditioned for a role in Cameron's Aliens, but the director remembered. Lang had sought him for Avatar. Michael Bean, who had worked with Cameron in Aliens, The Terminator, and Terminator 2 Judgment Day, was briefly considered know. for the role. He read the script and watched some of the 3D footage with Cameron, but was ultimately not cast in favor of Lang. I just saw someone yeah, I was, that's, in, that someone's in the casting, so I'm sure oh, okay. you'll get to. So we'll I'm get not gonna, to. I'll, I'll say uh, Michelle Rodriguez as Trudy. We all know her character. Giovanni Ribsy as Parker Selfridge. Joel David Moore as Dr. Norm Spellman, CCH Pounder as Moat. Was that the one, Davis? No. Nope. We'll keep going. West Study as Etukan. And then Laz Alonzo yes. yeah. from that, The Boys. That was crazy. That was as Sute. That was going to be my fun fact when I was coming in because I was watching that. I, 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 watch, I did not realize. Whenever I watch a movie, it doesn't matter if I've seen the movie a million times. I'm on IMDb for, on my phone like consistently throughout the movie. And so like I was watching it like a year ago and I was like, what? The dude from The Boys is on here? Awesome. I was, like, I was like, he's so good in this. Love it. I was I, also like, why is he so skinny? I didn't Pounder was in it. Yeah, yeah she's, she's the mom. She's great. Yeah, I, I, I kind of really, figured that out once I knew that she was in it. But so I'll also like, say this. could she be? Criticism of she's the cast. Jake. Oh, we're not even done yet. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver also in it, of course. Sigourney Weaver, a longtime collaborator of James Cameron from Alien. in the sequel as a 13-year-old girl. We'll certainly we'll cover that you. as well. And then written and directed by Cameron himself, Mauro Fior, handled the cinematography, and I... Mm. I do wonder exactly how that worked for animation, but it got nominated for an Oscar. And we'll certainly for talk about those awards. Speaking it's, of the speaking of the writing, they actually went there. They just went to Pandora. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then what, one last thing before we get to the writing, Davis. Brilliant score from the great James Horner, one of the best I've heard in any blockbuster film in recent memory. Very good. Go ahead, Davis. The writing. Did you know that James Cameron actually, when he was 19 years old, he had a dream. <laughs> I'm not like I'm being. I love James Cameron. Like he he dreamed of Pandora and he like drew the picture. 
I, I and know then, that, and they, like, he was like, this is my dream movie. I want to make this. And I know that James Cameron is often criticized for his way that he treats actors on set, but he's one of the funniest <laughs> people. I never heard that. Really? <laughs> I, n- I never knew that. Like, no, no, Kate Winslet like, said he would never work with him again after Titanic. He's well, not actually. A, he's not a great dude. He, 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 he constantly Did tells you ever, people to do takes over yeah. and over. He's one of those. Like Kubrick. On Titanic, everybody got poisoned at one point, and they think it was because he was so rude to everyone that oh. a cast member, like, for real. Oh, yeah. they're trying to poison him. Okay. Yeah. I thought yeah, you were yeah, saying he was poisoning them. No, 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 no. No. Crazy! I, I've heard that story. <laughs> now that aside, he is one of the just like when he said like I don't need a streaming service. I got my dreams, man. <laughs> Some crazy quote. Him on the press tour for Avatar Two was one of the funny. Like every week, it was James Cameron set a billion dollars on fire just for funsies was like the headline. But anyway, let's get to some other fun facts before we really delve into this film. Premiered in December of two thousand and nine, mm-hmm. and. A really long one at two hours and 42 minutes, but is it worth the runtime? We already know a lot of the stories about its box office success, but here we go one more time. On a budget of $237 million, it made $2.923 billion. But from its opening day through the original theatrical run and obviously subsequent re-releases, broke all kinds of box office records, as we know. Held that record for 12 years before Endgame passed it up. Then Avatar passed it back again. Hold my oh beer. My I mean, Cameron was like, I can How do does he it. do it? <laughs> because it's... Because the re- the re-releases are actually they look pretty good. He, he gave it a not not a full reskin, obviously, because that would take years mm-hmm. to redub the whole movie in different animation. But they should do that. Though. It look it would look amazing if they did it with the Avatar two animation, which we will get to. That'd be that, I'd, actually I'd go see that. I'd go see it in theaters without question. Did y'all see this one in theaters? Uh yes, yes. I, I also did. I did. I mean, the, the trailers were pretty dang saw good. Marketing saw it was three D. Mm. Ooh. I think I also saw it in 3D. I didn't see it in 3D because my mom like, gets everything was Because we, we went to go see the second Avatar of my grandpa. And he said we went, like, yeah. the last time we went to the movies was in 2009. And he was like, we going to see it in 3D? And I was like, <laughs> no. And he was like, God. He was like so mad about I it. hated 3D. 3, 3D apparently caused a lot of motion sickness issues, which I understand. Well, I don't really enjoy it personally. I hated it because I had glasses. Oh, oh yeah. So you yeah. had to layer them. And right. It and it's, it just kind of lo- loses a lot of the point of it. Also, adjusted for inflation, it's the second highest grossing movie of all time oh behind goodness. Gone with the Wind. With a total wow. of a little oh, more than three point five billion. Well, because the wind, the wind huge. it made that a lot of huge. money, and you had the fact that it was inflation a hundred years they had, ago. They didn't have anything else to watch. Yeah, Gone with the Wind <laughs> is is one of the biggest movies in terms of box office, Oscars, everything, you name it. It wow. also is, is the first um, film to gross more than two billion and the highest selling animated uh, or video title of twenty ten. I guess that means DVDs probably. Yeah, and then Oscars. Nine Academy Awards and got Best Picture, Best Director, Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing, Best Original Score, Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Visual Effects. Those are all the nominations. Its wins, however, were Best Art Direction, Best Cinematography. It won for that, Adrian, and then Best I, I, Visual Effects. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna chalk it up to the fact that it was never before done cinematography. Yeah, a fully animated film. Dude, just some of the shots in that movie were so unimpressive. I think it gets like, a lot better. Some the that were so impressive. Yeah, but do you know, you know the one it's where it was fake. like where the deer looks up or whatever, like the yeah. alien, and then they push in really hard, and then it goes to shaky cam. I got, I was, the, I saw that, and my skin was like crawling. I hated that. There, there are some odd choices, but there are some really incredible. I think they shoot the poorly named Hallelujah Mountains very well and make it just seem incredible. Yeah, For, that thing is the cinematography. A lot of it makes the world feel that is true real and amazing and they do a better job of it than most movies davis a uh, famous cinema- cinematographer roger deakins has something to say about it oh what do he say it. go ahead quote, he said, quote the man should i do it in his voice I'm just i don't know he you said should. it was a he's british it was a beautiful film no, i'm not doing a voice no doubt about it however i feel as a film that was mostly digital it isn't really fair to put it pit it against a bunch of live action films which i agree with i agree with as well that's true but 
Because, like, you can, well, like, the trick of real life, right? you have to, like, find the place. That's you fair. have to climb the mountain to get that perfect shot. But, like, digital, you can just make it. I think the, just do whatever I think the sequel utilizes better cinematography and finds ways to make it more creative. This one didn't I th- I think this one doesn't deserve it just because it did not create enough unique shots with its entire digital background where the sequel I think has a lot better cinematography and makes some great creative choices. Yeah, but, but anyway. But, but I don't know if it shouldn't like I feel like it maybe it could have won because if you if you're judging cinematography based on the effort that the cinematographer puts in rather than like the shot composition Well, and I the mean it's not it's, I'm it. not like, doing it just off the effort, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just like I like I can understand, but like having to climb the mountain, like yeah, getting up to the top of that mountain, but it's doing just something harder, that's never just, been done before. It's harder in real life to get these amazing shots than it is in digital because you can just make the shot. Yeah. Well, you still have to think of the shot. And Deacons, of course, one of the. Let's see who they were up against. How about that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I, you I say, got it right now. I got guys. it right now too. Um, okay, well then go right ahead. <laughs> Harry I guess. Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Okay. The Hurt Locker Ugh. and Glorious Bastards Ugh. and the White Ribbon. Okay, so I haven't seen the White Ribbon, but that's a weak group. I feel like Avatar is probably the best one out of those. Also, I got, Roger, Roger Deakins wasn't on it, so. I've got bigger beef with it losing best original score to Michael Giacchino's Up. Because, Ugh. sure, that main <laughs> the main theme at Up is pretty great, but James Horner was in his bag with Avatar, respectfully, yeah, of course. That, was, that, that is such an iconic... All that music from this movie is just incredibly iconic. At this Absolutely. Point. It was a great year for Best Original Score. Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Hurt Locker, and also Sherlock Holmes are up to be nominated. I will say, let's tell this brief story oh, about the music. This a weak year for Best Picture. Yeah, it was. 2010 was not a great year for Oscars. I'll say this little anecdote about the music, though. It did get nominated. So James Cameron like tasked a bunch of... It wasn't a scientist. I can't remember their official name. It was like linguists and stuff to create this entirely tribal-sounding oh, music. Mm-hmm. No. No, no. I thought you were about the language. My fault. No, so to create this entirely like tribal feel music to com- be something completely, completely different. different. Different instruments, different composition. It was an incredible piece of work. I cannot remember the name of the person that was behind it. And then they showed it to Cameron, and Cameron's like, it sounds too different. 